It is September and we are talking about Recovery Month 2021. And this year's theme is recovery is for everyone, every person, every family, every community. What does that mean? How do we accomplish this? Recovery comes in many ways and takes the efforts of several individuals, families, and communities. Whatever way we take, doing it together is what makes it possible. Welcome listeners to Talking Addiction and Recovery podcast, which is the follow-up to the book Addiction and Recovery. I am your host, Andrew J. Schreier. On this podcast, we explore discussions regarding important issues related to both addiction and recovery. Information you learn here comes from experiences as a clinical supervisor, substance abuse counselor, and licensed professional counselor, and all the work that I do with individuals and other professionals in this field. Listen as we cover a wide range of topics looking to educate individuals, families, communities, organizations, institutions, mental health professionals, educators, and anyone else impacted by addiction and recovery. And listeners, we are in episode 74, and it's being released uh, on September 20th, 2021, which means two things, really. One is that we are in recovery month, and two, the release date for this is actually the National Addictions Professional Day. So let's talk about both. Recovery month for this year, the theme is recovery is for everyone, every person, every family, every community. If you want to learn more, visit www.rm.facesandvoicesofrecovery.org for more information as they are the official hosts. This is actually the 32nd year of recognizing Recovery Month. And every September, Recovery Month works to promote and support new evidence-based treatment and recovery practices, the emergence of a strong and proud recovery community, and the dedication of service providers and community members across the nation who make recovery in all its forms possible. So let's talk about the theme. Once again, recovery is for everyone, every person, every family, every community, every person, because each person is part of a family. And it reminds me of the quote about families that comes from Jane Howard that is, call it a clan, call it a network, call it a tribe, call it a family. Whatever you call it, whoever you are, you need one. And every family is impacted by the individual's addiction and recovery. How and the severity may be different, but it is impacted in some way. And it reminds me of a family systems exercise that I've been fortunate to be a part of where there's there's an individual I saw this do, I think, two or three times. And what she would do is have us all sit around in this circle, and she would pass out this big giant ball of yarn and we would all start handing it down handing it down and as we were sitting there she would start to describe you know some family systems dynamics and what happens within a family and as she was describing that she would start to pull a little bit and tug on the string and she wouldn't say anything about what she was doing but we started to notice how some people would react to that and some people would try and hold on a little bit tighter Uh, Some people might try and pull it back towards them, away from her. Some people might sort of have their hands just kind of open in the the yarn or just kind of graze it and pass by it. So they'd be touching it but not really doing much about it. 
there were even some other people that would completely let go of it and not touch it at all. And at some point or another, she would point this out and talk about how this is what it means by the the entire system is impacted. You know, the the string, which all of a sudden becomes the pulling and the tugging, depending on our roles, depending on how we are, who we are, we might be doing different things about it. But we can't just say, well, I'm not impacted by it. How we are impacted by it and what we do varies. So when we look at that, we as individuals are part of families and every community is filled with families. So community is defined as a group of people living in the same place or having a particular characteristic in common or feeling a fellowship with others as a result of like common interests, goals, um, attitudes. Recovery essentially is for every community because of the families and individuals that make it up. So it's sort of that like ripple effect, right? That this person who might have a problem with drugs or alcohol or gambling or pornography, that they their behavior is going to affect those around them and how that affects them. That behavior within the family system is going to be impacted and it's going to sort of have this ripple effect all the way to the community level. And you can look at even community with even like a national level, global level. So I want to talk about all three. So the first one is recovery is for every person. And this is going to be pretty short and straight to the point, but recovery is possible for you. It is. Recovery is worth it. Recovery is hard work. Recovery is more than abstinence. Recovery takes time. Recovery requires sacrifices. Recovery happens with multiple attempts. Recovery comes in many different paths. Recovery is earned, not given. Recovery is not owed to anyone, and no one is entitled to it. Recovery can save your life. And for each person, that is something that is possible. And it is something that the person doing what they need to do, the efforts, the decision-making, the resources, support, that is possible. And that's there for people. Recovery is there for you. It's not something that recovery is going to say, well, no, I'm, I'm not going to be a part of your life. It will if you make it a part of it. Then let's look at recovery is for every family. And the initial reaction response to this might be recovery is for every family by the individual's recovery. Okay, so our loved one needs recovery. And then there's that hope that if that person gets sober and that person does engage in recovery, that that will help take care of the family system dynamic. But that would fall under the individual. What I'm talking about here is the family needs their own recovery from the impact of alcohol, drugs, gambling, pornography, etc. So as a family and the individuals in the family, what are you doing to recover? What does your recovery look like? Your recovery, not their recovery. You know, there is a 
individuals, but what about the family? What is the family doing? How is the family system working towards recovering from the impact of substance use? Just like recovery is hard for the individual, recovery is hard for the family. I think one of the most difficult parts is recognizing that the family needs their own recovery as individuals within a family and the family as a whole. When I started doing this work as a counselor, the focus was always on the individual's recovery. But over the course of time, it's become a focus and priority when dealing with families to talk about their recovery as a as a group, as a whole, as a system. What is their plan for recovery? What is their plan when something goes on with substance use or relapse or a concerning behavior? What is the family doing for recovery? And some people might think they don't need it. You know, there's that, you know, reaction of, well, I don't have a problem with drugs. I don't have a problem with gambling. This is not my problem. And even though you might not, the behavior itself might not be a problem for you, your loved one and that behavior is. So you can't, if it's a problem for them and it's causing problems for the family and it's having this this impact, right? There has got to be some acknowledgement that I do have a problem with it. I am struggling with it. It is causing us distress. And therefore, that's where I talk about is you need that plan. And then we need to talk about recovery is for every community. And communities need help. And help comes in many different forms and and resources and programs and all, all sorts of stuff. But I believe the hope and help is with recovery. And some communities, I'll be honest, want the absence of harm and consequences related to addiction, but that does not mean they want recovery. You know, there are some communities, some people, some organizations that are against treatment programs or against support groups coming in. I know plenty of people who have tried really hard to get treatment programs in communities and receive pushback. I remember there was a time where Locally, we were working on getting a program for either women, uh, more support for women, and or even possibly men and women program. And there was a town hall meeting about putting in a treatment program, right? And this building that the company I was with was looking at was it's been it was vacant for I think like five or seven years or something like that. Nothing being was being done with it. And there was a proposal for it and there's like a town hall about it. And I remember one of the reasons for not wanting it was there was a a worry or complaint that putting in a treatment program would result in more emergency and police coming through the area. And so right there, there's kind of a you know, judgment towards people with substance use disorders and those needing treatment. But I remember at the time I was with this place for about three years and I was at a residential program for them. And then three years, the ambulance was called once and it was 
called once because someone had a health issue. It wasn't related to their using. There was a there was a health issue. And the other times when police ever were were there was because that was a planned situation in which um someone might have been getting picked up for something or the whatever the case may be, but there was never like an emergency nine one one, we need you there. So Take into that one occasion, take in maybe a handful of others that may have been in three years, maybe under 10 times there's ever that type of situation happening, right? So, you know, these individuals who are part of this community not wanting to have treatment there because this is going to result in a bunch of, you know, ambulance and, and fire department calls. Well, it was interesting because the place that had it before. It was actually a nursing home, which was getting a lot more than we ever would. So I share that story because some people just don't want drug and alcohol treatment programs in their community. They don't want the AANA support group setting up shop. And they're not always welcomed in every community. But there's also a lot of communities pleading for support and treatment. I've also sat in meetings where service providers or people themselves were begging and pleading for more treatment in those areas. An example with being here in Wisconsin is the northern areas of Wisconsin struggle a lot with having adequate treatment. So I've been fortunate enough to work in some of the areas where there's more options, more availability, more professionals, more programs. But a lot of discussions at times have talked about the concern with other areas where there are no treatment options. There are sometimes where people are referring people to neighboring counties and areas because there aren't providers. And some people are really grateful when we can put some new treatment and get some more options out there. So there's a lot of communities that are also pleading for it and want it, and we, we are able to, very thankful and grateful for it. And that's partially because, yeah, we believe that recovery is for every community. If recovery is for the individual and is, and is for the family, and they're in, in a community, then recovery is for every community. It was great to hear the response the community had when uh, Wagon Coffee Roasters, previous episode, opened up in their community. That was something that I really wanted to know that I asked them in the episode, and you can take a, a listen to it, is what was the reaction when they opened that up? And they have received an overwhelming amount of support, and it has really helped the program grow, and they've been able to help so many people, and you know the stereotypes and stigmas of people in recovery was able to be addressed and the sad part is when you when a community doesn't want treatment or support you really starve the individuals and families of resources for recovery and that's how this all works is the individual within a family the family's impacted these families are in communities therefore the communities need it so that help can be there for the families 
and the individuals. All of us doing this together, which is why the message of Recovery Month is for everyone. Now let's talk about September 20th, which is National Addiction Professionals Day. We see a lot of those national days going on. Um, some are really recognized more than others. You know, you see Teacher Appreciation Week or Secretary Day, Bosses Day, all that type of stuff. Um, but we really want to look at National Addiction Professionals Day. And with addiction and recovery getting you know more national exposure than really ever before, we take this opportunity to pause on September 20th to celebrate you know, vital people in the health system and those who provide continuing care, which is the addiction professionals. And with the pandemic and everything else going on, we've really recognized and thanked the important work done by essential workers. And essential workers, they're also known as like key or critical workers, are those considered to provide an essential service. And some of the frontline workers um, can include, you know, like, I looked this up. It's just it's a wide range when you really look at it, but everything from like energy to education, childcare, um, food, agriculture, first responders, uh, you know, trades and manufacturing, postal service, correctional institutions, you know, transportation, housing, shelter, even finance, uh, media, water. So a lot of things have been highlighted with the pandemic as far as essential. And then it kind of gets you to think, well, what about addiction professionals? And I'll say this. Addiction professionals have always been essential workers. They are essential workers, and they will continue to be essential workers going forward. You might have heard the phrase, you know, give someone their flowers while they live. It's something you might be familiar with, but... You know, it talks about people deserving their flowers and recognizing it now while they're alive as opposed to when they're no longer here. And you see that a lot sometimes. Uh, you, social media is an area where you might see it where people talk about this person deserves their flowers or where are their flowers. And most addiction professionals I have ever worked with in my time never ask or demand to be given their flowers. Most of the time, they want to pay bills, they want to take care of their families, and be able to get some enjoyment out of life outside of work, which is always a difficult balance. What I do see a lot of the time is addiction professionals skipping or missing meals, uh, holding off going to the bathroom until they can try and take care of something, not taking any kind of break at all, eating their lunch at their desk while doing work, uh, coming into work early, leaving late, not taking breaks, uh, doing work off the clock, uh, you know, I'm sure taking work home. You know, these are all things that we sort of expect to happen, but it, it just highlights that addiction professionals, among a lot of other helping professionals, really do what they can to try and take care of other people. And this made me think of, with it being September, 
I've been doing this running challenge. It's called the uh, Apple a Day 100K. It's a virtual two miles a day every day in September. So two miles, two apples, right? And as I was thinking about National Addiction Professionals Day and this challenge, what comes to mind is addiction professionals deserve their apples. They earn their flowers and they deserve their apples. You know, I want you to think for a moment, imagine where we would be without addiction professionals. You know, so Thanos snapped his fingers or we entered in some episode of Twilight Zone and all of a sudden addiction professionals were gone. You know, who would be doing the counseling, the intakes, facilitating groups, managing treatment programs, developing and opening new treatment programs, advocating treatment funds and resources? Who would help the family and loved ones? And with that in mind, I would really add that recovery is also for the addiction professionals whose amazing and inspirational work helps every person, every family, and every community recover. So when you see or work with someone who's helping the individual for their recovery, do what you can to support them or acknowledge it. When you see a family who is in need of recovery, do what you can to support them. When you are a part of a community that is impacted by addiction, do what you can to support the community getting help and resources. That's how this works and how recovery is possible for the individual, for the families, for the communities, and for those who help them. I always say that my story about being in this profession is all about the stories of the people I've worked with and helped over the years. All those people working to help others has been an incredible learning experience and moments that have helped me help others. So I cannot thank the people I've worked with throughout the years and the impact it's made on the lives of people I've tried to help. So that's why sometimes it's very common when we try to support one another that food is sometimes the best way, which is why I say they deserve their apples is because they are working so hard to try and help others, take care of people, meet demands, and sometimes feeding people just helps keep them sustaining. But I definitely wanted to go a step further with recognizing the work that they do to help all the individuals, the families, and the communities impacted by addiction. And there's lots of efforts are being made this month, and particularly with this day to recognize recovery and all the efforts being made. There are individuals, families, communities, and professionals who are working every day to make this happen. So find ways to give them their apples. It helps them make recovery possible in more ways than you can imagine. So remember that not just for September, but for every day, recovery is for everyone, for every individual, for every family, for every community, and for every 
professional who is trying to help make that happen. Thanks for listening. Hope you learned something.